This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Let's bow our heads. Living God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your presence and I thank you for your spirit. I pray today, Lord, that you will speak to us. God, that you will cause us to arise to our position, our calling, our purpose in this generation. Lord, this is our hour to be everyday heroes in this generation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I want to diverge for just a moment from my original plan of service to go to the book of Numbers. And over in the book of Numbers, you probably can't see that today, but there's a reason I'm keeping our lighting as it is. Numbers chapter 16 and verse number 48 is, um, or I may start in 47, is the Holy Spirit's been just dealing with two weeks uh, uh, now. The, the Holy Spirit's been almost rewriting my message as, as I've been bringing it to you. And today in Numbers chapter 16, I, I just feel an importance to stop for a moment and explain to you your job, your hour. Now, there's a movie that, that I'm not going to go into because, quite frankly, it's probably not the best movie in the world to watch. It's a war movie, but there's a line in this movie that, that is one of those things that helps shape my life. It's a line that says uh, that um, there must be a, a leader, someone who is the first on the field and the last off the field. Can I tell you what our generation is desperately needing? Leaders who will be the first on the field and the last off the field. And the way that these leaders have been positioned in this generation are, are, is very significant. In Numbers chapter 16 in verse number 47, it reads like this. Aaron did as Moses told him and ran out among the people. There's a plague that's happening, okay? The plague had already begun to strike down the people. But Aaron burned incense and purified the people. Notice this. He stood between the dead and the living, and the plague stopped. Wow. He stood between the dead and the living, and the plague stopped. I believe that this is the hour for someone to arise who will run and stand between those who are living in fear and those who are walking in the power of the Spirit. I believe that this is our hour. And some of you are going, Pastor Don, I'm just trying to figure out my own faith. It's time for you to go beyond figuring out your own faith. And it's time for you to begin to walk in who God has called you to be. And some of you are going, well, I would do that if I just knew what God called me to be. 
Well, I'm going to tell you what God has called you to be. In the book of Revelations, it says that worthy is the Lamb, for He has redeemed us unto God by His blood. And He has made us, now listen to me very carefully, He has made us kings and priests. This is important. He has made us kings and priests upon this earth. This hour desperately needs people who will live as the royal children of God, who also stand not only as the priest of their homes, but they stand as the priest of this generation, that we would grab our faith and run out and stand between the people and the plague. That's I feel what I've come to tell you today, that we would stand between them, not hiding behind our doors, but standing in faith, standing in power, and declaring the favor of God in this generation. Now, Pastor Don, what should we be declaring? Well, we've been celebrating everyday heroes. And in celebrating everyday heroes, we've been talking about what does it take to become a hero. And a hero uh, is simply someone who has positioned themselves to be a blessing to others, to arise in the hour. Now, I took you in the beginning of this year to the book of Numbers chapter 6, and that's where we're going to go now, but Numbers chapter 6 and verse number 22, to the assignment of the priest. Now, hold on a minute. The assignment of the priest. If this is the assignment of the priest of the Lord, then who are the priests of the Lord? We, the redeemed are the priests of the Lord. For he has redeemed us unto God by his blood and made us kings and priests. Now, I've got half of you with me. Maybe you can say it even right there where you are. We are the redeemed of the Lord by his blood, and he has made us kings and... This is going to be important. What? Priests. What does that have to do with anything? Listen to Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, tell the priest to... Bless the people of Israel with this blessing. This is the job of the priest. Are you ready? May the Lord bless you. Oh, I feel this. May the Lord bless you. Help me with this. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever Aaron and his sons would bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them, says the Lord. Now I want to back up for just a moment. Go back to the verse before that for just a second. So imagine this. This is my job. This is our assignment. Not just mine. Our assignment. You are the royal children of the living God. You are the priest of this hour. This hour needs someone to stand between the plague and the people. Would you agree? What should we do? Some of us are going, I don't know what to do. How can I stop a plague between? And they take out the the worship and they, they take out the incense. But listen to the assignment of the priest. I feel this in my heart. The assignment of the priest. Are you ready for this? Tell Aaron to say this blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. Now, look, what it doesn't say is this is all your fault. What it doesn't say is it's the Republicans' fault. It doesn't say it's the Democrats' fault. It doesn't say it's real. 
It doesn't say this is a hoax. I'm preaching somewhere now. It doesn't say, oh, wear a mask. It doesn't say, don't wear a mask. It doesn't say, attack your neighbor because they believe a little differently than you do about the world we're living in. Are you with me? That's not my assignment in this hour. My assignment is not to turn the position of the priest into a pulpit that joins the negative dirges of this hour. There are too many sad songs being sung. There's too many talking heads on a box telling people to run and hide for cover. That is not the assignment of the Most High God for this hour. The assignment of the Most High God for His priest in this hour is to take their position between the plague and the people and to begin to declare may the Lord bless you and may the Lord protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you, am I making sense to anybody out there? That is our assignment. This is our hour. This is our time. Pastor Don, you're getting fired up. By golly, I am getting fired up here. Come on now. Amen. We would have said it this way in the past. Somebody just threw gas on my fire. And what I mean by that is, you, all it takes is just a few minutes on the news to get mad. All it takes is just a few minutes to realize how dumb your friends are on your feet. Come on now. But you know what? That is not the hour that I have been called to declare. It is not the moment that I have been called to declare. This is the hour that the Lord wants to send revival to the world. This is the hour that if the righteous priest of this generation will stake our stand and take our, our, our job serious and begin to declare not curses, but blessings. Because we will either speak curses or blessings. There is no in-between. And it's my job and your job. Pastor Don, just keep preaching. No, 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 no. It's my job and your job. I want you to say this with me. The Lord bless you. And the Lord protects you. Oh, my goodness. I was raised in a fundamental church. And, and, and there was something that pastor taught in that church that, that was it's kind of silly, but it still clings to me today. Now, listen to me. I am not saying this is biblically accurate. I'm just telling you what still affects me today. When somebody sneezes, what are you supposed to say? I can't. Because when I was a little boy, about the age of these little children right over here, when I was a little boy, our pastor taught it was a sin to say bless you. Because it was a lack of faith. Because if you know where that comes from, it comes from the bubonic plague. It was one of the first signs that you were going to die was when you sneezed and somehow just ruined your day, didn't I? And, 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 and it, it just, just, it stuck in my, my psyche. So people around me will go, you know, I'm like, you doing okay? How you doing today? You good? You need a tissue? But I can't, I can't say it. Because it was programmed into me not to, and it's not even biblical. Listen to me. We are programming a generation with their view of God. I'm preaching truth now. We are programming a generation of whether or not we are a divisive people or not. 
We do not have time to attack people and to criticize. But there's plenty of negative stuff out there. Whose fault is it? Who's this? Is it real? If it's not, who's dead today? There's plenty of negative conversation. But we have not been called to speak the negative conversation into this world. We have been called to speak a blessing over this world. Can I tell you what what happened? Oh, I feel this in my soul. What happened in this generation when the church hasn't arisen the way that it needs to? It seems that God would get a hold. Or maybe, let me rephrase that. When the pastors haven't arisen the way that they need to, it seems that God got a hold of a couple of worship pastors and they wrote a song that's resonating in this society. Society right now. It's called the blessing. And everywhere you go, people are like, I'm getting so tired of that song, the blessing. Why are you getting tired of the song, the blessing? It's actually from scripture. And what happened was this. Carrie Job, her husband Cody, and the Elevation worship team were all together worshiping and just kind of writing. And she said these words. She said, it was like for all of a sudden we heard the heart of God over his children. And God wasn't saying, oh, I'm wiping you out because of this judgment. And I'm doing this because... Can I tell you something? God no longer has to speak judgment on this world because he looked at his own son and he condemned him to die. He that was spotless, he can... My goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. And because he died, God's not looking at us speaking in judgment, but he's looking at us saying, if you will call on Jesus, if you will call on Jesus, all that you need is in Jesus. Amen. Why don't you give that kind of God a praise? Amen. We're supposed to speak the blessing over this generation. Can I tell you what the blessing for this generation needs to be? The gospel will bring the blessing to this generation. The gospel. Well, Pastor Don, what's the gospel? It depends on what church you go to. Now, let me just sum it up for you. The gospel. Jesus came. Just like he said he would. He put on flesh. And he looked down every temptation. And he stared it in the face and beat it and sent it back. So that he that knew no sin might take upon the sin of many upon himself. And he went to a cross and he died there on that cross as the great sacrifice for you and I. Pastor Don, why are you wasting time in church on the gospel? Why should it ever be a waste of time to share the gospel of Jesus Christ in his house? We must know this through and through. That Jesus came. He actually died. He actually succumbed to the pressure of that weight of sin upon him. And when he had finished the work, he cried out, it is finished. And then after he died, they sealed him in a tomb. And hell rejoiced. And hell thought they had won until he that ascended also descended. And he took away the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And watch this now. I feel this in my soul. And then three days later, hell thought it had a hope on him. But my goodness, because hell couldn't hold him, it can't hold you and I either. We have been set free by the same resurrection power. One day we will live and live with him forever. Amen. And let me just tell you, Jesus is coming. Somebody said, now pastor, do you think these are signs of the prophetic times? Let me, let me just tell you, I don't know when he's coming. I know not the day 
nor the hour, but this is what's going to happen. There will be a trumpet blast. There will be a shout from heaven as the Lord himself descends out of heaven. And then the dead in Christ shall rise. How are you still standing? Because my hope is not in the ground. My hope walks with Jesus. And because Jesus lives, I know that one day the dead in Christ shall rise. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up with him to be in the air. Pastor Don, you're just emotional this morning. Well, maybe I am a little emotional. Why? Because I'm telling you the greatest, most emotional truth of all time. Hell thought it had won, but Jesus won. And one day when the world thinks it's going to fall apart, Jesus is coming back and we will see him face to face. Amen. Why don't you give that kind of God a praise like he deserves? Not just a praise, but one like he deserves this morning. Amen. You see, we have to decide. Are we going to be a blessing to people? Are we going to operate in our priestly duties? Are we going to serve God? You see, let me ask you this question. Who has blessed you in your life? Who's blessed you? You know, for me, I'm thinking about a, a little boy that felt like a whole church was ignoring him. And one little 90-year-old woman stopped and said, I see you, baby. And she blessed me. And I've never forgotten that moment. I remember being a young preacher, just trying to, to, to make ends meet. We would felt led to, to, to come full-time here at War Hill, and, and our church was still tiny. And, and I was getting a, a, an unbelievable sum of money. I was getting $226 a month. My wife and I were walking by faith. And I was preaching in our old sanctuary over there one day. And as I was preaching, I went like this. I said, Glory! And my shoe fell apart and shot across the sanctuary. <laughs> now, shoes aren't cheap. And I said, well, I'll glue it back together. I said, I'm just going to run in. And I walked into a little store and a shoe owner, the shoe store owner looked to me and he said, boy, you take these preaching shoes and you go preach the gospel. Amen. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget those who have hung around with me when they had every excuse to leave. They blessed me. See, I have to ask you, who's been a blessing in your life? Have people been blessed when they've, when they've met you? Can they leave feeling blessed? When people have done, uh, when they've worked with you, can they leave feeling blessed? Or are you the negative voice they don't want to be around? When people have met you, and done business with you, do they feel blessed or do they feel ripped off? We've been called to be the righteous priests of this generation. To stand in a position of blessing. And who have you blessed? Who have you stepped up for when others have stepped out? Who have you encouraged when others ignored? Who have you made feel loved when others have forgotten? You see, when we bless others, we are blessed. I want to teach you something. We're quickly coming down the spiral here, but I want you to get this today. I want you to see this. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people, this is the scripture of Israel. When they bless the people of Israel in my name, this is the Lord speaking, I myself will bless them. God says, when you bless somebody, he will bless them also. That's really awesome, isn't it? So, 
the year of double. Somebody said, Pastor, stop preaching on the year of double. We feel like we got double trouble. No, no, no. He blesses and you bless and then he blesses. I know this is going to sound real silly to you, but yesterday I was, I, I was rolling some coins for a project that we were doing. And, and, and as I was doing this, uh, I ended up and I was like, I don't know, 13 dimes short or something like that. You know, and I'm flipping cushions. You know, you know how you do that? And, and, and I'm like, I just need 13 dimes. There's are not 13 dimes in this house anywhere. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go out and look in the truck and pray that one of the staff members lost some on their side of the truck, you know. And, uh, but as I get there, I, the, the other car was sitting there, and I said, you know what, I, I just, I'm going to check there real fast. I was thinking, that car is spotless. There's nothing in there. And I, and I, I, I climb in the back of it, and, and, and I'm looking, you know, down and finding all kind of stuff I didn't know where that was there. I'm like, oh, that's where that is. But anyways, I lift back the map, and it looks like somebody has spilled a roll of dimes. And I was like, you know just what I need even before I know I need it. That may seem simple to you, but what I'm trying to tell you is God's already lining up your blessing. But, but watch this, it's double. When you bless others, it, it, it creates a vacuum of blessing. Because I want to read it to you this way. When you bless others, God will bless you. When you learn to bless others, God will bless you. Now, we're going to do something in just a moment. And, and we're going to create an atmosphere. I want you, those you watching to create the atmosphere right where you are. But I want you to watch this. See, here's the way it works. I get discouraged just like you get discouraged. And I can feel beat up just like you can. But instead of trying to find some outlet for that, I've learned the best thing to do is quote the word and begin to worship. Because when I get into the word and I get into worship, it creates an atmosphere. And so, literally, this week I had no plan on preaching this message the way I preached this at all. N nothing even in this ball part. And, and we're supposed to be talking about those everyday heroes in the scripture. And God's like, no, no, no. The way they're going to be an everyday hero is when they bless. And it's like this sermon just fell on, literally fell in my lap. And I was like, okay, God. I just started typing as fast as I could. And I want you to watch this. And he began to reveal to me why this song is so powerful in this generation, in this hour, in this plague. Because what it does is it moves us into our God-given position. We go and stand between the people and the plague. We assume the position of blessing. And we walk to the place of calling. And we begin to declare, the Lord bless you. And God blesses. And the Lord keep you. And do you know what happens then? When I say he is for you, watch this. I'm going to say it to you, say it back to me. He is for you. See, as I declare it over you, I can, well, if, if it's for you, then it's for me. If he's for you, he's for me. If he can keep your family, he can keep my family. If he can, if he can keep your family to a thousand generations, he can keep my family to a thousand generations. And as I speak it, it begins to double. Does that make sense? And I'm trying to tell you how to defeat loneliness and depression and how to get into the position of blessing. 
by becoming a blessing to others. Don't you stand with me right where you are. And they're going to begin to sing the song. But as you sing it, don't sing it as a closing. Speak it over the people in your life. Speak it over the people around you. Speak it over your businesses. Speak it over. Speak it because watch this. As you do it, he comes along. Double. Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. for you, 
if you understand completely what I was trying to say because I don't know if I communicated it as well as I should have. But what you just did was take your position between the plague and the people. You just took the position between the plague and your families. We have been called to bless and not curse. It is not our hour to despair. It is not our hour to speak. As a matter of fact, some of you need, that are home, you need to literally step out on your porch and start blessing your neighbors. Come on now. Stop worrying about what they got in their driveway. Start speaking blessing over them. Start speaking blessing over them. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord protect you. May He cause His face to shine upon you. Hallelujah. Because what? He is for you. Can I tell you that today? He is for you for you. He is for you. He is for you. Would you say that back? Now last service, I'll tell you what happened. Eight people said, I have had a hard time believing that God's for me because my sins have been so great. And let, you know what I didn't have to do? I didn't have to point out all their sins to them. They knew what their sins were. All I had to do was tell them, He made a way for you to be free from what binds you. So every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're watching, the priest of that home, you keep your eyes focused on your family. Some of them may respond right now. This is it. This is the moment. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. He is for you. If you're listening to me today, and you're here or you're watching, or maybe you're on listening, riding down the road on the radio, or you're watching on television, either no matter where you are, He is for you. Some of you go, but you don't know where I am in my life. No, 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 no. He is for you. He's the father running toward the prodigal. He's the one embracing you. He's the great high priest upon the cross. We are simply priests. He is the high priest. Saying you are forgiven. Because I am the atonement, he said. I am. If you're here today, and watch there, watch carefully. But if you're here and you need to give up the struggle of the sin and the weight that has pulled you down and kept you down for far too long and you want to say today I will accept the fact that he is for me and I will surrender my whole life to him if that is you right where you are I want to see your hand right where you are get it up quickly thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you wow people all over this building this is your moment this is this time this is your hour Maybe it's right there in your home. If it's in your home and they've lifted their hand and said, I want to know Jesus. Then, all right, priest of that house, you get ready to lay hands on them as we're going to pray together. As we're here today, I want you to pray this prayer of faith with me. A prayer of faith that says, if I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, that I would be born. We're going to start it a little differently today. Every head bowed and every eye closed, everyone praying with these many who have responded. We're going to declare this to begin with. He is for me. Come on, declare it. He is for me. He is for me. Now I want all of you to pray with me this, this prayer of faith. Jesus, 
By faith, I confess I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And in Jesus' name, from this moment forward, Heavenly Father, I receive your grace and your forgiveness. Today marks a new day. In Jesus' name, I am forgiven. In Jesus' name, God is my Father. Heaven is my home. Jesus is my Savior. He is for me. Father, I thank you for those that have prayed that sum for the very first time today. Thank you, Lord, that life change has come to them. And now, in the name of Jesus, whether present or wherever they may be, you declare the blessing over them as we declare the blessing over them. Put that scripture back up on that screen, all the way back, if we could, in the beginning, Numbers chapter 6. Let's go to that part where it says, verse 24, help me, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And may we all give God a praise today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.